This week's film review is for the film Me and You, Us Forever, which is written, produced and directed by Dave Cristiano. The film is based on a true story. The plot is as follows. It's a love story based in 1974 and 2004. A 47-year-old Christian man on the other side of an unwanted divorce reminisces about his old high school girlfriend from 30 years prior. So the first question is, does the plot glorify God? The plot says the main character is a Christian man, which is a disciple of Jesus Christ, so yes, it glorifies God. Does the film content glorify God through his word, meaning use of Bible verses, and does it lift up his commandments? The divorce group leader quoted scripture either in his class or in conversation with the main character, Dave. The leader mentions that bitterness troubles us. That's taken from Hebrews 12.15. He says, Thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. That is taken from the Lord's Prayer, which can be found in Matthew 6.10. There is no counsel against the Lord. That's Proverbs 21.30. Faith is what pleases God. That can be found in Hebrews 11.6. And he says, trust what God allows and doesn't allow. That can be found in Revelation 3.7. In terms of the commandments, does the film promote the first commandment, God as the only God? The divorce recovery group leader said, the Lord can heal your hurt. Carla, who attended the divorce recovery group meetings, told Dave that she prayed to the Lord to consistently get clients for her business. The Divorce Recovery Group leader was God-centered in all his conversations. Does it promote being free from idols? Dave's memories and temporary obsession with Mary, his high school sweetheart, clouded his faith, turning Mary into an idol. His unhealthy focus on Mary was noticed by his male colleague, who was also a friend, as well as Carla and Carla's colleague and friend. Did the film promote honour in parents? Well, Dave's daughters treated Dave with respect, even though there was a huge amount of stress concerning the the divorce of their parents. In terms of the commandment against murder, I have a side point here. Dave had a sentiment about being borderline wanting to rip somebody's head off, and this was referring to his wife. This scene reminded me of Colossians 3.8, which says, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Dave said what he said in a moment of frustration, and it just shows the hurt and anger that divorce causes, and how if we're not focusing on the Lord, the devil can easily tempt us to sin. Now, would Dave have actually done that? Probably not, but uh, I'm just thinking of Colossians 3.8, which says those kind of things shouldn't even come out of our mouths. Does the film speak against adultery? It certainly does, and and there is a focus on adultery um, within this film. Dave's Christian friend and colleague advised Dave not to go and see his old girlfriend, Mary, who he knew was now married. Dave said that he wanted to see Mary alone, just to talk. He made it very clear he didn't want to run into her husband, though. If his thoughts had been pure... He would not have minded meeting Mary while her family was at home. So there was a need for secrecy. Dave admitted that one of his imagined scenarios involved Mary also being divorced, 
and then get them back together, picking right back up where they left off 30 years earlier. There was a scene where Dave told his colleague and friend that he had heard their song on the radio, and David started to listen to a 70s radio station on the way to work. Instead of the Bible verse channel or the station he usually listened to because his friend made a comment about that and said, oh, I thought you listened to the Bible channel each morning. Yeah, I, yeah, I do still, said Dave. But, um, you know, I just yeah, just brought back some memories listening to this 70s um, radio station. This illustration shows his focus started to shift away from the Lord and towards adultery in his heart. Dave calling Mary Mrs. Simmons after he left, after visiting her was a testimony um, that basically explains Dave's inner need to obey the Lord's laws. And his goodbye seemed final. He told Carla, the lady that went to the group um, meetings, that the meeting went the way it was supposed to go. In terms of the commandment about lying, Dave was lying to God and himself, and actually Carla brought this up um, on a conversation they were having on the phone, and um, Dave was trying to rationalize his intentions, and then Carla says to him, Dave, who are you fooling? You're not fooling God. You may be fooling yourself, but you're not fooling God. So, yes, um, the film highlighted too that in a way Dave was lying to himself and trying to lie to God by rationalizing his actions. In terms of the commandment against coveting, Dave's obsession with Mary and that everything would be okay if he had if he had married Mary was an illustration of how far Dave had gone. Uh, he was coveting Mary through his past and probably skewed memories. Dave also mentioned that it was actually jealousy on his part that hurt his relationship with Mary, even though Mary gave him no reason to be jealous. So he was doing a lot of reflection too and seeing his sins from the past. So what Christian standards does the film convey? In terms of scripture alone, Dave asked Carla if there was a biblical reason her husband left her and there wasn't. And Carla asked Dave the same thing and his answer was the same. There was no biblical reason why his wife had left him. So their spouses left them because they had grown tired of them or in Dave's case, his wife started to have an affair with another man. And then I noticed um, in terms of scripture alone that the divorce group leader consistently referred to scripture. In terms of salvation through Christ, Dave's friend Paul, who we worked with, asked him to tell Mary about Jesus if she wasn't a Christian. And uh, there was a conversation, there were several conversations between Dave and Paul, and Paul realized he was not going to convince Dave not to go, but he could at least at least ask him to tell Mary about Jesus. There was one scene where Dave made a comment that he didn't think he would have come to Christ if he had stayed in New York and had even stayed with Mary. Um, so that was food for thought too. And the interesting thing about that is then Paul said to him, well, wasn't it then a good thing that you moved away from New York? Otherwise, you would not have known the Lord. And I, and if I remember correctly, I think Dave said something to the effect of, well, I'm sure the Lord would have brought me to Christ anyway. But um, Paul's point was, is that uh, God made something good out of him leaving New York. And then you have Dave's conversation with Mary, and he told her that he had received Christ in 1979 after they broke up. He had met a girl that was a Christian, and she told him about Christ. Um, he had also said that Mary, while we were together, 
we believed in God, but there was no, we didn't have any spiritual conversations. There was no focus on Jesus Christ. And I noticed that Mary didn't really react to him telling her this. And she had no comment when Dave told her that she should look into Christ as it was most important. In fact, Mary's last comment to Dave was to tell his parents hello from her. There was no follow-up comments about Jesus or Dave's faith in general. In terms of the standard of biblical marriage, there is a lot of focus on this because marriage is the most important relationship that we have on, on this earth. But also in this film, because it was about divorce, then there was a lot of emphasis on biblical marriage. Um, you have comments, for example, that Dave insisted that marriage is supposed to be for life, and he was very upset that his didn't last. Carla said that even though she felt she married the wrong person, she was determined to stick with her marriage, but her husband was the one that left. David even said at some point that he still had hope for his marriage. Well, yeah, they had. he, he was willing to take his wife back, um, even though she had dated somebody within the marriage and had done a lot of dating after this separation. He was desperate to honor marriage. Carla was tempted to call her high school boyfriend, but knew he was married with a family. And so in her conversation with Dave, she said she had full respect for that. Dave, on the other hand, kept rationalizing his need to see Mary. Then there was a comment by Dave describing how he viewed divorce. And he said divorce was like a grenade that exploded in the heart. And that pretty much speaks for itself. The divorce recovery group at a local church um, illustrated the pain of divorce too. The leader was God-centered and relied on the Bible. And he told the guests that, or the, the people in the group, that Jesus was the only one that could see them through the pain. Still on biblical marriage, Dave told Mary that he had thought about her over the years. He thought about her every January the 5th when their songs, he would think, when one of their songs played on the radio, and he would think of her. Uh, the time that they dated, he said, was the greatest period of his life. And this makes me think that Dave didn't have a biblical marriage because his mind was still focused on his old love. So it was easy for Dave to completely shift his focus on Mary when his wife left him because Dave's focus was never really gone away from Mary. In terms of um, the husband as the head of the household and the spiritual leader, the example that I have is that Dave said he had prayed for the restoration of his marriage every day with his daughters. And then we have the recognition of the value of life and blessing in children. Dave wanted to go back to 1974 and start again with a life with his past girlfriend. But what I noticed is that it wasn't portrayed in the film that there would be consequences for following that path because then his daughters would not have existed. And so um, Dave didn't pick up on the fact that the path that he did go down blessed him with two beautiful daughters. And Mary was also blessed because she mentioned today that she had two daughters too. Recognition of the body as the temple of God. Dave's ex-wife committed adultery and was promiscuous after this separation. He had mentioned that in several conversations with Carla and with his friend Paul. And um, another example is that Dave would have been willing to go further with his feelings with Mary, but the Lord intervened. So these were both examples of recognizing the body as the temple of God and highlighting when we as Christians don't respect that because 
Dave mentions his wife did say that she was a Christian too. And actually so was Carla's husband. They had a conversation about that. Does the film give glory and honour and thanks to God? Yes, it does. Uh, Carla gave the Lord honour and thanks for her business success and she prayed regularly for her business. And the leader of the Divorce Recovery Group quoted Proverbs 21.30, which says, There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. And the leader told Dave that we would end up thanking Jesus if he explained why things turned out the way they did in our lives. And this leader also told Dave that Dave was to be thankful for the valleys. And I'm thinking of Psalm 23 when I think of that. And he says, this is where the growth happens. Uh, it also reminds me what he said, also reminds me of 1 Peter 4, 12 to 13. And that says, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. So did the film encourage my faith? Yes, it did. It uh, encourages me to keep praying for Bible-based and model-by-lifestyle Christian counsel. Uh, That was very well illustrated in the film. It encourages me to stop asking why and accept what happened and what didn't happen in my life. Um, And by that, I am reminded of Proverbs 21.30. And Proverbs 21.30, speaking of that, I, I knew the verse, but I didn't know the reference in the Bible. But now I remember it by God's grace, and I've marked it in my Bible. And it's a wonderful verse, and it's a wonderful comfort that there is no counsel against the Lord. The film also spoke to my faith in terms of that it made me reflect on the fact that God gives us free will, which results in us making many wrong decisions. That is the price of free will. This makes me think of Romans 8.28, which says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And so God makes good things happen out of the mess we make when we seek him. Praise the Lord. What actions did I do as a result of seeing the film? Well, the first thing I can think of is Proverbs 21.30. I looked it up in my Bible, and I've marked it for future reference. Would I change anything about the film? Carla gave Dave um, a New Testament and Psalms book to take on his trip to New York. But the Bible is the Old and New Testament. That is the complete law of God. And so, and actually, the Lord says in Revelation twenty-one nineteen that we shall not add or take away from his book. And so if I, if I were to change anything thing about the film, Carla would have given Dave the complete Bible and not just the New Testament and, um, and Psalms. In terms of um, Dave's comments about being faithful to his wife in the 19 years that they were married, um, the film might have highlighted that, um, that Dave's thoughts about Mary Every January the 5th brings, you know, to mind Matthew 5.8 and what Jesus says about adultery in the heart. They've also made comments, um, for example, he said to Mary that he had never loved anyone the way that he loved her. And so he hadn't truly given his heart to his wife during the 19 years of marriage um, if he was having these kinds of thoughts about Mary. And, and I would have changed that, maybe something that Paul or Carla could have called him upon. There was also a scene in the group meeting 
where Dave said that only meeting another person, only falling in love again, could help a divorced person get over their divorce. And he was convinced that God sent new partners into the lives of divorced people in order for them to heal. But Jesus said in John 14, 16, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. And in John 14, 18, Jesus says, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. So people can't heal us. Only God can through his Holy Spirit. That is what the Word of God says. Now I noticed when Dave said this during the meeting that the the leader didn't say anything, but it it looked as though he, he knew better. He knew what Scripture says. If I could change anything about the film, maybe the leader could have said, well, Dave, you might want to look up these verses after after class today. In terms of the recognition of the value of life and blessing of children, if I could change the film, I would have had Paul, since he was very close to Dave, maybe say to Dave, well, Dave, I know your life didn't end up being the way you want it to be, but look at what you have in the blessing of these two beautiful daughters that you have. That wasn't said in the film, so I, I would change that if I could. In summary, Me and You as Forever illustrates how regrets can lead us to sin and invade the covenant of marriage. The film also illustrates how we can try to rationalize the selfish choices we make that blur the clear lines God has drawn through his rules. Me and You as Forever shows why God made marriage with specific boundaries and the consequences we face when we do not do marriage God's way. And that those consequences are divorce and regret and anger, resentment, jealousy. The list goes on. The film lifts up Christian counsel based on the word of God, our only authority. It shows how having Bible-based Christians in our inner circles can hold us accountable to the word that we are supposed to as Christians hold near and dear. It shows how fragile Christians are when we don't focus on Jesus through the word, but It also shows the power of God in using whomever he deems suitable to return our focus to Jesus Christ. The film can be found on www.christianmovies.com or you can check it out on your film streaming service of choice. I want to thank you very much for listening to this film review and until next time, peace be with you.